welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we seek to filter the gray world around us through God's Word with radical grace, raw truth, and real hope. I'm Denise Pass with my friend and wonderful co-host, Angela Donatio. Every now and then I've got to use some type of adjective, spice (laughs) it up a little bit. (laughs) And today we are discussing hidden shame, that shame that we have just come to accept as normal and therefore it inhibits our lives without realizing what is going on. I'm so thankful, Denise, for your book, Shame Off You, and for us just re-tackling this topic. It's a year anniversary of your book, and the last couple podcasts, we've talked about why shame matters and just great insights that you're giving us, Denise. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You know, shame is a smooth operator. (laughs) I thought it'd be interesting exercise for us on this one-year anniversary of Shame Off You to explore the hidden shame in our lives. We have to do something about shame unless we want to live our lives under the shadow of shame. The funny thing about shame, Angela, no one wants to admit they have it. (laughs) It's like a game of hot potato. And I bet you sometimes when people go to get a book on shame, they're like, is anyone looking? (laughs) Ashamed by the book on shame. That's like classic right there. (laughs) But just because we don't, it's like the word shame, you know? I know, right? But just because we don't want to admit it, does not mean that shame is not operating in our lives. No, admittance is the first step toward getting rid of it. You can't get rid of anything you don't admit. And the scripture for this episode is taken from Romans 10, verse 11. It says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Amen. That's simple, right? Okay, right. we're done. We're done here. <laughs> easy to say, not easy to do. Always. Yeah, that's the problem is we don't recognize it. Mm. But I love that verse. It does not get any simpler than that. Believing in Christ removes all, all of our shame. We just have to learn how to walk in that freedom, walk in the spirit instead of the flesh. And here's why shame is so tricky. Shame can be hidden within our lives undetected because of its constant presence all around us, but leaving its fingerprint on our minds nonetheless. Sometimes even obvious shame is not so easily detected because we've grown so accustomed to it. But there is hidden shame that we haven't understood to be shame in our lives that's also impeding how we live. That's so good. I was thinking as you said that, like we think of shame being an emotion or an emotional response, but really the fingerprints are in our mind. And so if we don't deal with the belief systems we have, then we can't really remove the shame. So just, again, great insights you're giving Mm -hmm. us. You know, and I do think, you know, in our last episode, Angela unveiled a new superhero. (laughs) (laughs) A wicked, wicked one. Yes, (laughs) Because shame is invisible. But, Mm. you know, I just think that was such a great analogy. So as we name some of these sources of hidden shame, we will recognize that shame is a big, broad term that covers the root of the real problem. Mm. A lot of these hidden sources of shame emanate from unhealthy relationships with people where we learn unhealthy behavior and ways to respond to shame or peer pressure. The first one is negative self-talk. You know that inner voice that constantly denigrates us? Thoughts like, you can't do that. Something is wrong with me. They don't like me. These negative self-talk comments might come from having been in toxic relationships Mm. where you formed unhealthy habits and depended on something or someone else for your security or self-worth. It can be hard to let go of negative self-talk, but not impossible. We have to train our minds to recognize it as shame and learn to think differently. 
Since shame is a lie, we have to replace it with truth. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 2 says, But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor falsifying the word of God, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience before God. We need to renounce negative self-talk. It is not truth, and it is not how God thinks of us. And that's a very active verb. Renouncing mm. is a, is an assertive action. It's not. We're not going to passively sit by and somehow remove the residue of shame. Mm-hmm. It's an it's an active participation that we are taking. It's a choice we are making to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes in East we think, you know, all oh, this happened to me or become a victim of, like you said, maybe toxic relationships or, you know, I think of even children where parents. Mm you know, speak things that should not be said to children or, um, like I said, on the playground or just wherever they pick up, something is wrong with me and they get this residue of shame. We have to renounce those thoughts, renounce those belief systems and trust that God will replace it with the truth of his word. Amen. You know, another one for me, which is number two on my list is shyness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I kind of just grew up thinking that's just how I am. You know, I'm just shy. But we don't really pause to say, why? You know, why do I behave that way? And I I have often felt like I did not have a voice growing up, like my opinion didn't matter, and this kind of presented itself in shyness. I now recognize it as shame. I would be embarrassed if I said something that people didn't receive well, for instance. For me, recognizing it as a spirit of timidity and accepting the authority God has given me helped me to overcome. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. I love that. And to be honest, Denise, I would have never thought of shyness being associated with shame. Um, and, and maybe my need to want people's approval manifested in different ways. And I, I was thinking as you were saying that how God created some of us, I think, to be more introverted and others more extroverted. Like if you think of the two disciples, Peter and Andrew, completely different personalities. But that's not the same as operating in shyness that's being driven Mm. by shame or fear of, oh my goodness, if I say the wrong thing and I look stupid or I sound stupid. So then we actually alter the personality or we alter the calling, the imprint of who God designed us to be. Shame is marring that Mm. imprint. That's Shyness and being introverted are not the same thing. And I think you've really hit on something Mm. that I've never even actually thought of before. Well, I love how you talk about, I mean, what what the enemy does is he corrupts Mm -hmm. whatever God's design is. That's right. So his original design for each one of us, beautifully, fearfully made, Mm -hmm. is corrupted because of the fear of man. Mm -hmm. You know, and it becomes all these different aspects that we then start to assign as labels to ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm just that way. Mm -hmm. And we're boxed in. Number three is pride and sensitivity. Sensitivity comes from shame. Defensiveness can crop up when we think our worth is on the line and that we have to prove ourselves to those shaming us. It is an exhausting, never-ending battle Mm. trying to be all things to all people, pleasing them so they will ultimately accept us. One of the foundational scriptures for the book, Shame Off You, speaks to this issue of pride that we have. It says in Proverbs 11, verse 2, when pride comes... Then comes shame, but with humility comes wisdom. 
you know, we try to get rid of shame with pride, and it just won't work. Mm -hmm. Pride just multiplies shame. Now, next week in our final episode for the Shame Off You one-year anniversary, we're going to talk about the power of humility. And I cannot wait for that topic. But this issue with pride is so inherent that we don't often recognize it. That's so good, Denise. And I was thinking if we would focus on being others-minded rather Mm. than what others think of me. It's not the same approach. We are to think about others, and Scripture teaches a lot about that. But if our focus is, let me focus on their need, their pain, their, um, you know, how I can help help them become the best version of themselves. It takes Mm. our eyes off of ourselves, and, oh, let me see what I can do to have them like me. That's two different approaches. And I love just thinking how Jesus was others-minded in whatever situation he walked into. His goal was to be others-minded, meet those needs. And that is the opposite of pride. Mm -hmm. That is focusing on their need and not my own. And, you know, that's so, so good. And, you know, it doesn't come naturally. Mm -mm. And it has been something that I've been asking God to help me with. You know, when people come and maybe say something to you that's not very Mm -hmm. (laughs) grace-filled, to start praying for them, praying that I would be humble, praying that I wouldn't respond in the flesh, Mm -hmm. and praying for them. There, There must be a hurt there. Yeah. You know, instead of just taking it so personally, Mm. and that's what comes naturally. Um, Number four is perfectionism. Let's face it, we will never be perfect. Paul instructed us to boast about our weaknesses. He knew what it was to endure shame. He murdered Christians and then became one. (laughs) And he knew how to rise above shame. His hope was not in his ability to be perfect. It was in the one and only perfect one who was shaping his character to be more like Christ for the glory of God, not self. Romans 5 verses 4 through 5 says, Endurance produces character and character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. I love that Paul is saying here his, that hope doesn't put us to shame. If our hope is in the one perfect one, not in us being perfect, because there's no hope there, people, <laughs> then, then there's no shame. We don't feel shame for imperfection, only gratitude. God covered our imperfections with His incredible grace, and our imperfections bring us to God. Maybe shame is hidden in another way in your life. Ask God for wisdom to recognize shame in your life, that thing that keeps you feeling less than or limited in living the abundant life Christ promises. Thank you, Denise. That last one struck a nerve. I didn't really respond to shame or react to shame through shyness, but definitely struggle with perfectionism my whole life. Mm -hmm. And you just have to finally come to grips with, you're not going to be perfect. We were created with this longing for perfection because we're created in the image of God. And He created originally a perfect world and sin ruined it and shame entered as soon as sin did. But God has made a way of escape for that. And you've so beautifully laid that out for us. And this month during this shame off of you blog tour, you can enter to receive a box full of goodies, including a shame off you t-shirt, a free CD, and even more. So pick up a copy of shame off you, leave a review on the retailer website to be entered into the shame off you giveaway. Just share the review through Denise's Facebook author page, and the link is right here on this episode, and you'll be entered. 
And the raw truth is that when we tear ourselves down, we speak against a work of God. The radical grace is walking in the spirit reveals hidden shame and sets us free. And the real hope is we don't have to be stuck in shame. We can ask God for wisdom and deal with the real root of our shame. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.